Let me tell you a quick story. Recently, I had a conversation with a gentleman who purchased stock house plans online, and he wanted to make some modifications. He also went to the town, and the building department said that his plans needed a stamp from a local architect. Now, this is the type of guy who knows what he wants and always thinks that he knows best. He's done his research, and no one's going to convince him otherwise. So he found a house plan online that he liked, he bought it, and he thought that he would be able to build from what was purchased. Now, it just so happens that he lives in a state that requires a licensed professional to stamp everything, even single-family residential. Now, each state is different with the regulations, so you got to check into that. But the problem he ran into is that no architect in his area wanted to help him out, or at least they didn't want to help him out in the way that he wanted them to help him. So, see, he wanted an architect to just put some sizes on the structural beams and then put their stamp on it and call it a day. But the problem is no architect will do this. We are legally bound to only stamp what we draw, our own work. We cannot stamp the work of others. It's not allowed. And nor should we be expected to since our license holds liability. So in the end, this person, he had to end up hiring an architect and basically start over from scratch. Now, they used the stock plans that he purchased as a guide, but the house ended up looking completely different. And in the end, it was better than, than what he purchased and it because re, it reflected the, the actual site conditions of his lot, you know, the topography and, the, and the, where the solar angles are and stuff like that. And it also incorporated the way that his family lives and what they actually needed. But he wasted thousands of dollars and probably a lot of time when he purchased those stock plans from the online site. My name is Chris Novelli and I am the owner and principal architect of N3 Architecture based out of Hopedale, Massachusetts and welcome to the Home Design Academy podcast where I help people better understand design and construction so that you can make a better decision on your project and communicate more effectively with your architects and contractors. Welcome to episode 36 of the Home Design Academy podcast and today we are going to be talking all about stock plans. And these are the plans that you might purchase online and the dangers that are associated with them. Before we get started, please visit n3architecture.com for more details or you can reach me on Instagram at n3architecture. I also wanted to have a little bit of an announcement here. I talked about this in the past, but I have been diligently writing a book directed towards homeowners about what to expect during construction. It will go through all the phases of design and all the decisions that you need to make and all the dangers that you have to look out for all the way from thinking of building a house or building an addition all the way through the completion of construction. Now this book, I am completed with the rough draft. I am working on getting it out before the end of the year. So please stay tuned. Uh, either here on the podcast or on my Instagram at N3Architecture and stay tuned for updates about when this book is going to be released because I think it will be able to help a lot of people. All right, so talking about stock plans, let's just get this out of the way from the beginning. As a licensed architect, 
one who offers custom design services for my clients, I'm going to be a bit biased. But I also understand that not everyone can afford custom design services and stock plans often seem like a good solution. So where do you find these stock plans? So it's understandable that someone thinking about building a house will start to search online. Looking online is ingrained into our normal day-to-day life and almost it's almost the first step for everything that we do. And maybe if you're looking online, maybe you'll end up at a site like House, that's H-O-U-Z-Z, where you can not only curate images that you like, but also connect with design professionals. Maybe you end up at Pinterest and you start pinning different images that you like. Maybe you even watch HGTV and get your ideas from there. Okay, hold on a second. Just a quick side note, a little side story. I recently had a conversation with a licensed architect who works at HGTV, one of the one of the behind the scenes people that actually does the design work. Because hopefully, as you know, it's not the host of the shows who are designing anything or doing any of the construction. So I asked her, uh, "Is HGTV misleading their viewers in terms of both time and budget?" And of course, this person first started by saying that if viewers don't understand that what they are watching is entertainment and it's not based in reality, then that's on them, which I mean, that right there is kind of took me back. But then next, she went on to say that the designs that are created are primarily for looks. Nothing is really built to last or built with the same goals that a private Uh, project would have that a normal homeowner would have if they were building a house or putting an addition on where they're concerned about structure and longevity and and energy efficiency so they're not concerning themselves with any of that and then finally the person concluded that they don't think that HGTV misleads their viewers. And of course, I pressed on and stated that many of the shows will will show the budgets and the timelines, and none of that information is real. So some shows will actually list out the budget, and let's say for a kitchen, the kitchen renovation, they might list $5,000 or $10,000 in the budget, but in reality, I know that by looking at that kitchen, that's a twenty dollars to $50,000 kitchen, maybe even higher. And the response that I got from this person that if that number one, HGTV is an entertainment company. And if they would accurately list the cost of the work, then they would lose more than half of their viewers. So if they, this person actually said that if they said that this kitchen actually cost $100,000, which it actually does, most people would say that they can't afford that and they wouldn't watch the shows. So they have to say it's a $5,000 kitchen. So there you go. Is that misleading saying that a $100,000 kitchen only costs $5,000 or $10,000? I don't know. You tell me. Anyways, back to stock plans and back to where you get your ideas uh, from your online searches. Searching for house plans or house design ideas, you're more than likely, uh, you're going to stumble across one of the many, many large online plan warehouses. And I call them warehouses because that's how they feel. It's almost like a Costco of house plans. You can get or find anything in there, supersized and at a discount. Now, I personally have actually dabbled in designing some of the house plans for those stock plan warehouses. And let me tell you, much like HGTV, they do not care about good design. 
they are putting in and what they're putting in front of you is just an image of what you they think you want an image that has subtle cues to current popular styles which are then curated and ex even exploited by these plan companies um, much like the way HGTV will will exploit the finishes and materials and, and pass, pass that off as good design. Now, when you're on one of these planned warehouse sites, the possibilities are endless. And many of these sites have thousands and thousands of options to choose from. So where do you start? Well, most of them have a most popular tab. Right, these are our most popular plans, and it's no surprise that this will take you to a curated list of plans that this company will make the most amount of money from selling. These plans are not designed to perform well or to function well; they are designed to catch your eye and almost trick you into buying them. Impulse buying, very similar to the way that retailers might put their best and most popular products on display as you walk into the store, and of course. There's all sorts of filters that you can choose, the size of the house and the number of the bedrooms and the style, and this will help narrow it down, but you're still going to be looking at a few hundred options, and all of them basically look the same. And maybe you might say, I like this one or I don't like that one, and this is based upon personal preferences and style, a lot of which has been programmed into you by these uh, companies that are selling products. What's more important is how you and your family live your life, how you live in your house. That's more important. And you're just not going to get that from any of these stock plans. So let's talk about what you get, what's in the box when you purchase from one of these stock plan websites. And just like I mentioned before, I have created plans for these sites so I know what you get. So first off, you're going to get a very basic foundation plan. This might have dimensions, but it's not going to have any structural engineering. It's not going to have any sizes. It's not going to have any reinforcement shown. There's going to be a disclaimer on the plans that you have to hire a local architect or a local structural engineer who's licensed to complete all that structural analysis and show those sizes in order to get a building permit. Then you're going to get the floor plans, which not talking about design because design is subjective, but the floor plans that you get they're going to basically have all the necessary information and dimensions on them that the contractor will need. The floor plans are usually actually drawn pretty well. Then you'll have a, uh, uh, either one sheet or multiple sheets of elevations. Now elevations are the flat exterior views of each side of the house. You know, they have the front elevation, the left and right, and the rear elevation. And all of that will have the basic necessary information on them. There'll probably be a roof plan included, and maybe if you're lucky, some roof details. There'll be an exterior wall section that shows the basic construction of the exterior wall, but let me tell you, it's not going to be regionally specific, and it's going to be need to, ch need to be checked for your local insulation requirements. And then on the wall section, it will usually show the basic most cheapest possible construction and you need to know that going in it's not going to be an energy efficient uh solution or or even uh, a solution that has building science principles built into it and just remember code minimum is the worst possible building you are legally allowed to build let that sink in code minimum 
is the worst possible building that you are legally allowed to build. Now, these plans that you get from the stock plan website, the wall section, which shows your exterior wall assembly, it might not even be designed to code minimum because they're not designing to a specific code. They have to be able to sell north, south, east, and west. And so they just list a generic wall assembly and then leave it up to your builder, hopefully, to uh, do it correctly. But guess what? That's going to add extra costs under construction. Now, the few stock plans that I have designed were designed specifically for climate region region 5, which is where I'm located in the Northeast. And they're also designed to be much more energy efficient than a code minimum. I refuse to show a code minimum construction. So if anyone purchased those, those plans, they're going to get something that's durable and efficient and you know, if they choose to do less than that with their builder, then that's on them. So the other drawings that you're going to get is you might have a window schedule and a door schedule, which will not show details of how these uh, are actually constructed and assembled, but it will list out the basic sizes. And then you'll also get an electrical layout plan that shows a general location of outlets and light switches and so on and so forth. Again, you're going to be left coordinating this with your electrician in the field. Now, here are some of the things that you don't get when you purchase these plans. Number one, I mentioned it before, you don't get any structural sizing. The structure is going to have to be sized by a local architect or a local structural engineer. They're not The stock plan companies are not going to put that information on their plans. So think of all the framing, the floor framing, the beams, the columns the roof, the roof connections, everything. All that's going to have to be an additional cost that you're going to have to pay for and coordinate with someone that's local to where you live. There's not going to be nothing about interior finishes or exterior finishes. This is all stuff that you're going to have to coordinate with your builder. And of course, if you're giving a builder a set of, of stock plans and they price just what's on the stock plans, then you can expect more charges to come forward as you start to select your exterior materials and your interior materials. You're not going to get anything that's specific to your region uh, for your your efficiency and your envelope. You're not going to get anything that's specific to your actual site and your, your lot and your topography. Think of it, are you on a flat site or are you on a sloping site? Because guess what? Every single one of these stock plans are, are designed for a perfectly flat site because they don't want to go through the time and effort to design something for a sloping site because number one, it's going to cost them time and money. And number two, you can't predict every single type of sloping site that's out there. Uh, each each lot, each area is, is specific and you need to have that specificity when you're designing your foundations. Now, some of the other problems with stock plans is number one, they are all cookie cutter designs. They're not they're not good design. They're just design that will sell. Um, modifications, like I said, modifications are really hard to make. Now, some of the stock plan companies will uh, allow you to pay an additional fee to make modifications with the designer who created those stock plans. But again, you're still going to have to get someone local to size the structure and look at the foundation and all the regionally specific things. And if you want to just take those plans to someone local, 
then you're not going to find anyone who wants to work with you. Because like I said in the beginning, an architect's not going to copy someone else's design and put their stamp on it and make modifications to it. That's just not going to happen. And again, there's going to be lots of missing information that you're going to have to personally coordinate. You and your builder are going to have to coordinate all the information that's missing and hope that you get it right uh, with the way that different finished materials tie into each other. So now let's take a step back and talk about when does buying stock plans actually make sense? First off, I would say if you are looking to build something that's really specific or specialized design, such as uh, I have an architect friend out in Arizona who is an expert on Quonset houses. And these Quonset houses, while they're relatively simple and easy to assemble, there's a lot of specific things that you need to know. And so he just happens to be an expert in designing and assembling these Quonset hut houses. And so he sells Quonset hut plans. And this is good because it's a specialty item. And when you have a specialty item, you want a specialist that knows what they're doing. So if you ever want to check out the Quonset hut plans, just go to uh, the website clevermoderns.com. Similarly, I know of a few architects that sell net zero ADU plans. And again, ADU is an accessory dwelling unit. Think of an in-law little uh, cottage in the back of your uh, back of your lot. And again, they're specific, they're tackling a specific goal with their, their plan sets. And that is net zero ADU. So again, it's really specific. There's another woman in Vermont who I recently heard uh, on the Emily Montrum E3 podcast that sells house plans that are focused on energy efficiency within that region, uh, net zero and passive house. So th- again, this is another specialty item and you- she's selling it to people in a region where she knows that it works. So right there are three good examples on when it actually does make sense to buy a stock plan. And there's also many, many other architects out there that I know that offer plan sales through their websites. So let's say you cannot afford to hire an architect for a custom design. Then what you could do is search through the websites of architects within that region and see if any of them offers uh, house plans. And if, if so, number one, you know that it's regionally specific. Number two, the, the, there's, you're buying from an actual architect, so you know that there's some legitimacy behind it. And then number three, a lot of them will offer customization and they will do the customization because it's they're working on their own plans so that right there is a a good way sort of as a mid-step between buying a stock plan online and and custom home so this middle ground is buying a set of plans from a local architect and then other times buying stock plans makes sense if you're a builder or a residential developer. So a builder may not want or need something custom designed because they're trying to appeal to the masses. They're building and selling and they don't want to make something that's really specific to just one person or just one family. And then also on top of that, they have the skills and experience that's needed to take a stock plan and make all the necessary changes in the field to make it work. And as well as making sure that all the trades are coordinated, they know this, they have this information. So a builder or a residential developer is often, you know, they're in the business of recreating that same house over and over and over again. So in this case, the stock plans could make sense for them, 
even if they have to purchase the set of stock plans for every single house that they build, there might be that disclaimer on there, but in that their case, it's still going to be a little bit cheaper than hiring an architect to do a custom design for each, each house. So what does it save? Let's just say that you're an average homeowner who's buying a, a set of uh, house plans online and you wanna make a few modifications to it. And you you know that you're going to need to hire either a local architect or an engineer to size the structure anyway, anyways. What it really saves is the cost of maybe half of the schematic design phase from a custom design. So which that might equal out to what you might you, what you paid for the stock plans anyways. And so, you know, maybe the stock plans really only get you past the first one or two meetings with an architect and it gets the 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 conversation started and maybe that saves some conceptual work from the architect that you hire, but you're still, you're still spending thousands of dollars to buy these set of plans and you're not really getting anything that you can use. And may, like I said, maybe you, it saves some time in the conceptual design stage, but in my opinion, it's going to cost you less money to hire the architect to, to do that work for you and do it in a way that you want your house to perform. So yeah, maybe if you've got a good developer or know what you're doing and don't need any modifications made and you live in a state that doesn't require an architect stamp, maybe the stock plans can help you out. Maybe they can save you some money. But I would think for most of the people out there, it's really not going to work out. tuned for more of the Home Design Academy, but first I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Entree Architect. Are you an architect or an architecture student? You really need to consider joining the Entree Architect Academy. First off, Entree Architect is a blog, it's a podcast, it's a free private Facebook group that's just for architects and architecture students. It's a place of community where we can share ideas on how to improve the profession of architecture. Becoming a member of the Entree Architect Academy gives you access to resources and documents that you can download, customize, and use in your firm today. In the Academy, there are also monthly expert training sessions with replays of these expert training sessions going all the way back to 2015, and you can watch all of them. There's also mastermind groups that you can join. I belong to two of them, and it's been a great help for me in running my firm. Now, I've said this before, but I worked in firms for more than 20 years before I launched N3 Architecture and had I joined and taken advantage of everything that Entree Architect Academy has to offer, I most likely would have started my firm years sooner. So if any of this interests you, if you're the owner of a small firm or if you're an employee who dreams of one day starting your firm or even if you're just an architecture student who wants to learn the business side of architecture that they don't teach you in school. I want you to go to n3architecture.com, then go to the resources pages. There you will find a link that will take you to the membership site of the Entree Architect Academy. That's n3architecture.com slash resources. Don't wait, do it today. Okay, so let's check in on Project 47 and Project 48. 
So just as a reminder, Project 47 is a renovation and addition project for clients who are nearing retirement age and they want to stay in their family home but improve it and add on to it and renovate it so that it works for them in the future as they age and acts as a place where the family can all come together. So currently the uh, project is waiting to get on the agenda for the Zoning Board of Appeals. We have a a side yard setback encroachment that we have to get approval for. So it's basically been on hold for these past couple of months while we wait to get on the Zoning Board agenda. So not a lot of excitement there. For project number 48, as a reminder, this is a project for a young couple with young children who need additional space. And there's nowhere else to go on their property other than up. So we're taking the attic, adding some dormers to it, and making it into a usable space. And so in this project, we are currently uh, talking with a few different contractors. This particular client would rather uh, bring a contractor onto the team and have them be part of the team rather than finishing the construction drawings and then getting separate bids. And I really like this method of, of creating the team because everyone's on the same page and everyone is working towards a common goal. So there's a few different design options that the, that the owner is still considering and we want to get the contractor on board and, the, and part of the team and get their input as to which design option they should choose because a lot of it with them is going to come down to budget what what can they afford they have their wish list they have their dream list but then there's also the reality of paying for it so there's going to be a balance there and there's several different design options one the dream one the budget and then one in the middle we want to get the contractor on board get him signed up as a team member and then get their input as to what uh, what the cost is going to be for each each option. And then the owner will then be able to make uh, an informed decision. episode of the home design academy podcast i hope that you've learned something and enjoyed yourself along the way make sure you subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice please visit n3architecture.com for more information if you have any questions feel free to email me chris at n3architecture.com or you can hit me up on twitter or instagram even if you just want to say hi and that you've enjoyed the episode or if you have questions feel free to send them to me on those platforms as well if you're an architect, consider becoming a member of the Entree Architect Academy. Just go to n3architecture.com resources for more information. And again, stay tuned for the book that I'm writing that will help homeowners through all phases of design and construction. This is coming out soon, and I can't wait to get it out there, and I can't wait to be able to help more people. So stay tuned for more information on that, and I will see you in the next episode.